Welcome back in, everyone, to another wonderful episode of Whisper in the Wings from Stage Whisper. We are joined by a fantastic artist who's got a great new show. We're joined today by the playwright and performer, Florencia Iriando, who is putting on the show South, and it's playing October 4th through November 15th at the Soho Playhouse. You can get your tickets and more information by visiting SohoPlayhouse.com. And we're very excited to be bringing on this guest. This show is fantastic. We've heard nothing but great things about it. And the person I think that's best equipped to tell us more about it is our guest, of Florencia. Welcome to Whisper in the Wings from Stage Whisper. Andrew, thank you so much for having me. And I have to start by saying, I'm not a whisperer. I'm a very loud Argentinian. <laughs> so I'm sorry to all of your faithful listeners. This is going to have a, maybe a louder sound and an, a louder accent. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that's fine. <laughs> we this great show, South. And I'm so excited about seeing it and knowing more. Could we start by having you tell us a little bit about what South is about? Yes, South is a intimate musical about family, about home. I'm an Argentinian who left Argentina a long time ago. And even though the show is not necessarily autobiographical, it is inspired by themes that are very meaningful to me. And the fact that I love New York, I consider myself a New Yorker. I've been here for 10 years now. Even through the pandemic, I stay here the entire time. I just got my citizenship after, after 10 years of being here. Yes, I'm so excited. I will always consider myself Argentinian and I love my hometown. So um, reconciling the fact that I love and miss where I come from, while I also choose and love this city, that's the, I think it's forever going to be the most important theme that I will navigate throughout my entire life. So writing about that helps me process it. And something that's very important to me is the fact that this show is about home, no matter where you come from. And I say that because some people have moved away from their home only to move a few blocks away. They're still in their same hometown. But you always, I think, miss something about the time. Sometimes it's also the place, but at least the time back in the day when you were younger, where you aspired something or you were had, when you had dreams or ideas, that nostalgic feeling is a huge part of the show. So no matter where you come from, I feel like there's something here for, for everyone. And it's a very intimate show. It's just me. <laughs> so for better or worse, it's me for 90 minutes talking and singing. <laughs> and I have the great pleasure of sharing the stage with two of my best friends who happen to be amazing performers, amazing musicians, Argentinian musicians, a cellist and a guitarist who are there with me. So the three of us are on stage and I want to make sure that it feels like I'm welcoming you into my home. Like it's our living room and we are sharing mate. Just like now you have your coffee, Andrew. I have my mate, my Argentinian drink. And that's it. <laughs> I love it. What a wonderful show. What a wonderful evening this sounds like. So I want to know, where did you come up with the idea to put, you know, for the show and to put the show together? I think 11, 10 years ago, I was performing here in the city. I'm a performer, a producer and a writer. And I, I, I lived a dual life where I was in tech working at LinkedIn 
for 12 years total. I joined in Dublin, Ireland and moved here. And I was working there during the day as a producer. I built the entire video podcast operation from the ground up at the Empire State Building. And just like a superhero, my evenings, I would turn on my other side, my writer performer side. And I moved to New York when I was 30, even though I dreamed about moving here when I was 15, 16. I grew up hearing all of these amazing original Broadway cast albums because I didn't get the chance to see things live. So hearing those albums was how I would dream about Broadway. And I thought I would somehow move here sooner, but life has its own way. And I was finally able to come here when I was 30. And I realized, oh my God, I'm a 30 year old. I have no Broadway experience. I have this loud accent. When I sing, I don't sound like the beautiful belters that you would hear on Broadway. I have my own distinct, very Argentinian sound. Who's going to hire me? No one. And, and they're right to not hire me. I have no <laughs> professional experience. So if I want to achieve my dream, I will have to write my own thing. And when I started to write, all I could think about was the fact that I missed my hometown, but I also chose to be here. So it's a very uplifting show. It's very happy and heartwarming because that's how I feel. I, I want to be here, but I also miss my friends and my family. So I was performing at the Bitter End and Rockwood Music Hall, you know, very small music venues in downtown Manhattan. I had a previous song cycle that I was performing. And when I was doing that, I started singing this tune in my head and I developed that into a song it's called Vengo del Sur it's the first it's the opening number and now the entire music is available on Spotify and everywhere you listen to music I was able to record the album with my friends in Argentina this last summer but I started writing this one song about Argentina and and how much I miss my hometown in a, with, with that uplifting take and then I thought this is a show I need to say something more about this and it's been eight nine years and I drafted this show it started with more characters and a bigger band and two acts and I was dreaming about having my own Broadway show and then the pandemic hit and we all had our own experiences of pandemic mine was by myself in a small tiny apartment in in downtown Manhattan very isolated Thankfully, I had a job so I could still pay my, my bills, but I was by myself for the first six months at least. And I thought if I had the chance to be in a room with people and I could share something, it would be a very intimate evening with a guitar and me telling stories and just sharing an hour or so with, with heartfelt music. So I thought the show I'm trying to do is too big. It's not exactly where I'm at now. And at the time, I'm very lucky to have joined and have been accepted at the BMI Musica Theater Workshop, which is the amazing, I cannot believe that that exists. It's a free premium education. It's the first time I ever had education in America. All of my education happened in Argentina. So being in that room with amazing composers and writers, I cannot believe that I was there. And during the pandemic, we were sharing our music over Zoom, which was a very weird experience, as you can imagine. And I had the chance to bring my show there. And I thought I need to strip it down. So during that time, I turned this bigger musical into a one person show where it's just me telling a story and, and people seemed to like it. And from that VMI workshop, 
I was then invited to join New York Stage and Film for their first summer season after the pandemic. And then the O'Neill for their National Theater Conference, National Musical Theater Conference. And people seemed to appreciate a very intimate acoustic show. So it just kept going from there. And just now, earlier this year, I, um, again, I'm very lucky to have uh, been awarded first prize for new musical theater by the Pipeline Arts Foundation. And with that grant, I was able to produce this off-Broadway finally and take it to Soho Playhouse. And that's where we are now. And we've changed it and we've made it into a very immersive sort of experience where I greet you when you come in. It's not like the curtains up, lights are on and I am the star. No, <laughs> I welcome you like, hey, thank you for coming. And it starts like literally as though you are coming into my house. And that's what I want it to be. I think that's what I missed the most during the pandemic. It's just sharing something meaningful with people. And, and it's been it's been an amazing experience so far. That sounds incredible. I love this journey that you and this show has gone on. It, it That really is just fantastic. So you have this great show, South, that, that feels like we're just coming into your home and we're just chilling out for an evening and connecting. Is there a message or a thought you're hoping the audiences will take away from, from the show? Yes, yes, yes. And I, I think it's tied to the idea of home and family, being with you wherever you are. It doesn't matter if we are apart or not. I say that the show is not autobiographical, but many elements are very true to me. I have a sister who's 10 years younger and she lives in London and I live in New York and I don't see and I don't know when or if we will ever live in the same city at the same time again. And I miss her. So this, and I also have a brother who's in Argentina and he's 17 years younger than me. So I, and I chose to leave and it breaks my heart that I left them. I feel like I left them when they were very young, even though they're totally fine with my parents. But I, that's, I, I can't stay away from that feeling. So I think there's something about family and and being connected to those that you love the most no matter where in the world you are and I hope that that's something that's the core theme of the show and when you are there you get to feel what I'm feeling and hopefully it opens questions about choices that we all make and and those sort of nostalgic feelings I hope that by the end of the show anyone who's coming to see it will just leave and call their their, their siblings or their parents or a friend that they haven't seen in a long time saying, hi, I love you. I miss you. That would be the ideal scenario. <laughs> I love that. What a wonderful message and heartfelt story. I just, I love all of this. It really, it feels like a great fall show because I just want to cozy mm -hmm. up with my coffee and just listen to you sing and tell stories. So I'm, I'm digging this. <laughs> Finally, for this first part, I want to ask, who do you hope have access to your show? Mm, I think about, about that a lot. It's hard for people to come back to theater after everything that's happened. So I feel like we all need to know that when we go out, we're going to have a good time, whatever good time means for every everybody, but that we're going to feel connected to something. And something that I'm noticing is that so many people are 
thinking twice before they get a ticket. It's like the invest the money investment and the time commitment of leaving your house, <laughs> getting ready, taking the subway and going to see something for a few hours. This show is shorter than most shows. This is a 90 minute one act show. It starts earlier than most things. It starts at 7 p.m. So with those things, I'm hoping that people who are having an earlier night, people who need to go back home to their families or to their other commitments will come. And also people who might not necessarily be a big show type of the type of audience. So I'm seeing that many people who come to the show are not necessarily people who are used to seeing big shows. Maybe they're more used to seeing music. They're most used to going to music venues. So I want to welcome people who are used to seeing musical theater shows. And this might be a different type of musical. And also people who love jazz or folk music or going to a music venue and having a drink and might give a storytelling type of show a chance. Also, I'm also a big fan of stand-up comedians having these one-hour shows. I saw Alex Edelman's show just for us a few weeks ago. Oh my goodness, fantastic. And Mike Birbiglia, The Old Man in the Pool. So I feel like this could be a bridge between those type of storytelling shows with music. So that's something else that also broadens up audiences. Um, but really for anyone who, who, who misses something, whether it's a, a time or a place and want to connect in some sort of way. our second part of the interview and so far this has just been such a personal show we've really gotten a chance to know you but i want to allow our listeners to kind of pick your brain even more and i want to start by asking you what or who inspires you what playwrights composers or shows have inspired you in the past or are just some of your favorites the show once really changed things for me I lived in Dublin, Ireland for a few years and I really, that that's so true. Everything that happens in the, in the movie and in the show where you see buskers and, and someone with their guitar and just singing from the top of their lungs for anyone, even if no one is listening, they're just singing for them. And the way they translated that experience into a show where it's not that much happens. It's mostly people wanting things and maybe they get them, maybe they don't. But that yearning feeling comes across in the show. That inspires me so much. And I, if, if there's one show that I want to emulate, that's the type of feeling, the once experience. And when I saw the show on Broadway and on the West End, they had the musicians on stage they even set it up as a bar and they're having a drink. It's like you are at an Irish bar. And, and that inspires me a lot. So when you come see South, the way Soho Playhouse, the Euron Club is set, it feels like it's a living room slash bar. So that type of experience where we're all just hanging out, I love that. And it feels very personal to me. So that show definitely inspired me. Most recently, the band's visit has also that sort of 
normal people living their normal lives and with that yearning, we want something um, where the musicians are also on stage. And I wanted to bring that because even though South could be a solo show in the sense that I am the writer performer and I'm up there on stage for 90 minutes talking and singing, but I made it a case that my two friends, music, uh, guitarist and cellist are on stage with me. So we are the three of us are together sharing this experience. So in that sense, the bands visit and once are very, very true to, 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 to me. And of course, I can't be South American, Latin American and not talk about Lin-Manuel Miranda and, and In the Heights and Hamilton and everything that he's been doing. Of course, those the way in which he talks about family and home and the neighborhood and adding some Spanglish, of course, that's also so, so meaningful to me. That is fantastic. What a wonderful list. I completely concur with all of those shows. They also had a true impact on my life. So I love that you mentioned those. And it's a kind of a good lead into my next question, which is, have you seen any great theater lately that you might be able to recommend to our listeners? Yes. Oh, my goodness. There are so many great things happening now. Kimberly Akimbo, I saw it off Broadway and on Broadway now. Oh, my goodness. It's just heart, pure heart. And I need to see, for me, a show will stand out when I feel something. There are many shows that I know intellectually that they're perfect. And when I'm seeing the show, I can intellectually think, oh my goodness, this is perfection. This is a masterpiece. But when a show touches my heart, oh my God, it's there forever. And I feel like Kimberly Akimbo is going to be up there with Once and the band's visit. Um, so definitely, definitely that show. And, and as I mentioned, Alex Edelman's Just For Us and Mike Berbiglia. The, the old man and the pool, those type of intimate, the way that they are able to do uh, uh, just one person for an hour and a half talking, but still feels personal and intimate, even though it's a Broadway venue, that's amazing. And older shows that are maybe not now on stage, but I hope that they will come back. Anything that the Bengsons do, they had a hundred days a few years ago, and they had a few other shows happening recently, but Anything that the Bengsons do also feels so personal. And they're on stage performing with musicians and they're singing and they're telling stories. So I'm always, always checking what they do just to see what I can go and see next. That is so fantastic. Well, kind of going along with that, I would love to know what is your favorite part about working in the theater? Mm, it's, a, it's an evening where you feel the energy is there. Whatever the audience is feeling, it, it's a feedback. So if I'm feeling something, it will get to you. And whatever you are feeling, I will feel it too. So there's something about watching a, a great piece of, of film or, or even a show at, at home where it's lovely and cozy. And I love that. Being in the theater, being in a space with other people, feeling things at the same time. That is contagious. And for all the things that were contagious over the last few years, laughter, joy, even pain and crying, that is something that I want to <laughs> be contagious by. Those are the things you want to catch. <laughs> yeah, I want to catch that feeling. 
So for sure, for sure, for sure. And it depends on the night. Some audiences are way louder. And that is amazing when you are on stage and you need people to laugh or react to something you do. And when they don't, it puts up the pressure. I need to be better. I need to share louder what it is that I'm feeling or maybe not louder, but maybe in a more authentic way. You can't escape it. I can't fake it. No matter what's happening in my life, I can't go on stage and pretend that I'm telling you a story. I need to feel it for the first time as though I'm experiencing it for the first time because for the audience, it is the first time and it may be the only time that they see it. And that is unique to theater, unique to theater. And I love the the space at at Soho Playhouse, which is a venue that I love. Um, it's, It's intimate enough that I can see people react and there's no better thing than that. There's no better thing than that. And that's, that's theater. That's, why we love theater. Amen to that. Yes. That is a wonderful lead in though to my favorite question to ask guests, which is what is your favorite theater memory? Mm. I I fell in love with theater back home in Argentina. And I think I was maybe nine or, or, or eight. My parents took me to see a show that was not a kid's show. It was just a popular show that they wanted to see on stage and we didn't have an Annie or anyone to leave me with. So they brought me and I, I don't understand. I have no idea what happened during the show, but I remember that the stage was one of those circular stages that move. And I couldn't believe that that was happening there. And I thought, Oh my God, I want to be on stage doing whatever it is that they're doing. And then in school, we started doing these productions. We, we did Cats, you know, all of these beautiful Broadway shows. We did them in Argentina with our costumes and <laughs> at school. And I loved it. And I started listening to Broadway casts albums. And some of my friends would travel to New York and they would bring back VHS recordings or CDs with some of this music and I would listen to it over and over again. That is my memory of me imagining what it would be like to be on stage or sitting in the audience, seeing these professional performers doing all of these amazing things. So when I finally came to New York and I started to, you know, any dollar that I would make, put it into buying a ticket to see something, it's it, every, it was full circle. And to this day, I've been here for 10 years. I see theater almost every week. Anytime I go to the theater, whether it's a big, flashy, amazing Broadway show or a small indie production by one of my friends from the BMI Musical Workshop, it's always magic. And when I hear the musicians tuning their instruments a few minutes before the show starts, ah, that is it gives me goosebumps even before the show starts. And when the lights are dim, I start looking at people around me just to see if everyone is feeling what I'm feeling. Sometimes I'm the only crazy person who's starting to get excited before the show starts. But it's it's amazing that all of those memories I started building when I was very young, to this day, I'm never jaded by the theater experience. Whenever I'm in a room and I know I'm going to see something, I enjoy whether the show is better or worse, I still had a wonderful time. I love that. That's an incredible memory, an incredible thought. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. 
Building on that, do you have any upcoming projects or productions that we might be able to plug for you? Thank you, Andrew, for asking. I have a few projects that I'm working on at the BMI Musical Theater Workshop. I'm, I'm starting to draft other projects. But to be honest, South is the thing that I am doing. And who knows what will happen after this. This is our off-Broadway debut. We've been working on this for years. It's been eight, nine years since I started drafting this show. And the show runs through November 15th. I feel like every show, every performance is getting better and we are getting more comfortable. So who knows what could happen by the end of the run. And I'm hoping that this will continue in 2024. And hopefully there will be more opportunities for people to come and see it. For anyone that's not in New York who cannot come, the album is out. Andrew, I'm going to send you one because I'm a millennial, so I have CDs. I'm going to send you a physical copy. And I also have vinyl records for people who are into nostalgic elements that you can touch and hold like I am. But the album is available on Spotify and Apple Music and anywhere you stream music. And I was able to record the album in Argentina. So every year I go home for Christmas because I'm a Latin American and I have a family of like 50 aunts, uncles, and cousins. And if I don't go, they will kill me. So we all go and Christmas in Argentina, it's summer. So it's sweaty. We have Papa Noel, Santa Claus, sweating, bringing gifts. And we're all eating our salad because it's literally a hundred degrees. And my friends who are my amazing musicians on the show were also in Argentina this last summer. So we recorded 10 of the songs, not everything, but we recorded, no, 12 of the songs made it to the album. And now it's exciting people because people come to see the show and then they can leave and listen to the songs. And just like me, when I was growing up, when I couldn't go see the show, at least I could hear the songs and imagine what, what was happening on stage. So hopefully that's something that people can do if they're not able to come see the show. That is so, so wonderful. Oh, I love all of that. We will definitely have to stay tuned for all the amazing things that you're doing. And that leads me to my final question, which is if our listeners want more information about the show South or about you, perhaps they'd like to reach out to you. How can they do that? The show is on, we have southmusical.com and you can read everything about the show. There's a trailer there. You can get tickets there. I am available everywhere. I'm very easy to reach at on Instagram and Facebook. So Florencia Iriondo, you can find me and you can DM me and we can chat. And Soho Playhouse also has information about the show. But yeah, if you want to reach me directly, florenciairiondo.com. All my projects are there and I hope people can come and, and see the show and listen to the music. Absolutely. Oh, this is also exciting. I, I'm over the moon about this. Well, Florencia, thank you so much for taking the time today to speak with me and share your show. This is amazing. I can't wait to see the show. I'm so excited and I can't wait to meet you. You're just so wonderful. So thank you so much for, for speaking with me today. Andrew, thank you for taking the time. I love what you're doing. I want to meet you and your wife in person and hug you. <laughs> oh, you're so sweet. We're going to share some mate. So I hope to see you soon. And thank you for taking the time to speak with me. There are so many amazing shows happening in the city. And what you're doing is helping amplify a little bit of our work and what happens behind the scenes. And whenever, you know, there are writers 
everywhere and we all have a story to tell, whenever we finish that project, then it's our time to put it out in the world. And we need to have a platform like this to share a little bit more about the process and hopefully engage and connect with other people. So I don't take this lightly. I really appreciate what you're doing with the podcast and you taking the time to speak with me today. So thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. My guest today has been the incredible playwright and performer, Florencia Iriando, whose new show, South, is playing October 4th through November 15th at Soho Playhouse. You can get your tickets and more information by visiting SohoPlayhouse.com. You can also check out the musical's website as well as some contact information for Florencia, which we're going to have all of this listed on our social media post and our episode description. But make sure you join us in Scene South. We'll be there on October 24th if you want to come out and make it a stage whisper night out of the theater. But October 4th through the through November 15th, you've got a lot of chances to check out this incredible show and the tickets are going to sell. I guarantee it. SohoPlayhouse.com. Get your tickets now for South, October 4th through November 15th. So until next time, I'm Andrew Cortez reminding you to turn off your cell phones, unwrap your candies, and keep talking about the theater. In a stage whisper. Thank you. If you like what you hear, please leave a five-star review, like, and subscribe. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Stage Whisper Pod. And feel free to reach out to us with your comments and personal stories at stagewhisperpod at gmail.com. Our theme song is Maniac by Jazzar. Other music on this episode provided by Jazzar and Billy Murray. You can also become a patron of our show by logging on to patreon.com slash stagewhisperpod. There you will find all the information about our backstage pass as well as our tip jar. Thank you so much for your generosity. We could not do this show without you. Hello.